Hello, my fun sexual friends. Welcome to episode three of the Fun Sexual Podcast. As usual, it's me, Majesty, but today you're going to call me Mistress Majesty because that's what this episode is all about. I am talking about femdom. So what is a femdom? A femdom is a female dom, also known as a dominatrix or a dame. As a dame, one can go by many different titles. Um, my name in the kink community is Majesty, and I liked the alliteration of Mistress Majesty, and so that's the only reason that I chose the title Mistress. But some go by um, Goddess, some go by Miss, Domina, Empress, Daddy, Lady, Duchess. It's really up to you and what you want to be addressed as. Femdoms use various forms of domination to control or influence or motivate or manipulate her subs. Um, this can be physical domination, verbal domination, financial, mental. It's up to you and what you specialize in, what you are able to offer, and what your subs want. Because as we know, it's really the sub that's in control in all of this. So it's up to what they want and what you can provide. Um, as a dom, dame, you can either be a lifestyle dom or you can be a professional dom. The difference is a lifestyle dom is a dom in her personal play. So maybe in a marriage or in a relationship, whereas a professional dom, a pro dom, doms for pay. So her subs are her clients. This domination can be done virtually. So it can be done over the phone, video, text messaging, or it can be done real time where you're actually having in-person sessions with your subs. I personally like the in-person sessions more than the virtual sessions because I feel like I'm really getting an opportunity to perfect my craft and I got a, a couple new impact toys that I really am trying to practice with and so I like having some a physical body here so I can actually practice. But that's a completely separate, that's a separate topic. As a dom, you have certain responsibilities. So one is to check in with your subs and to know when there are when they might be a little bit off. Um, you need to be able to have that bit of discernment to to make sure that you are not hurting someone or you know pushing them beyond their limits. Because yes, safe words are utilized, but you still need to be able to be on your p's and q's and say, okay, something isn't right. They they're not reacting right or you know they don't seem like they're doing too well let me check in and you also as a dom need to ex establish clear expectations with your subs because I'm going to give a little story I had one of my boys washing my dishes and he washed my cast iron skillet with soap and water if you don't know this, you do not wash a cast iron skillet with soap and water. And he was scrubbing that shit. I could tell because the season that I had baked on that pan for the last two or three years was just like, I don't even want to go there. Anyway, so I went on Twitter and I ranted about it. And a friend of mine was like, well, why don't you just beat his ass? And I was like, it doesn't really work like that. Like I didn't establish the expectation and let him know that he wasn't supposed to do this. So I cannot just beat him just because it's, you know, it's a, to some people on the outside, it might look like there's just like reckless, just beating going on. But that's, that's, <laughs> that's not how a session works. Y'all have heard me talk about subs and mention my subs and all of that stuff. But what is a sub? A sub is obviously short for a submissive. 
And submissives are people who find pleasure in relinquishing control over various aspects of their life, or they find pleasure in the approval of their dominant. This doesn't mean that the dom can just do whatever they want. There are rules and there are limits, obviously. And subs tend to be people who are dominant in other aspects of their life. So maybe at work they might be, you know, a boss or something at work, or maybe they're the house, the head of the household in their family. So they look for a space where they can give up control and be in a submissive position because typically that's not where they are. And I can completely identify with that, but in a different way. I am I am a dominant person in my regular life amongst my friends. I actually just did a disc assessment with my job two weeks ago and I was like really heavy on the D end of things and (laughs) my god I can't believe I just did that but I was really heavy on the dominant side of the of the disc assessment and I was like yeah this is this is about right but the more that I am dominant at work and amongst my friends and amongst my subs the more I desire to be submissive because I am a switch Again, I've said it a couple times and I'm probably going to say it a lot more times. I am a switch. I'm not just dominant. I am definitely both dominant and submissive. But the more I dom, the more I, I get that itch to, to be submissive. Now, my submission looks a lot different from what my sub's submission looks like. But it's still submissive nonetheless. <laughs> I, uh, I've find most of my subs on FetLife. I've mentioned FetLife a lot because it is just a really good source for a lot of things within this community. But that's where I find my subs most of the time. But I've also found subs on Twitter and on Instagram. They have been, the ones on Twitter and Instagram have been virtual subs. The ones that I found on FetLife, most of them have been real-time subs, but some of them have also been virtual subs. Instagram is on their bullshit now. Um, As of lately, you can't post anything without the shit being taken down. So I don't know how helpful Instagram is going to be, but it has has paid out um, in the past. Someone on Instagram asked me, they said that they were in Atlanta and they were looking for black dames and was asking how to go about that. And I would totally recommend going to FetLife, going into the groups and posting into the discussion boards and just saying that you were looking for um, a dame or go into um, the discussions and and scroll through and find someone who is posting about being a, a dame or you know a group of dames or there's a couple different ways that you can do it but I would definitely advise going to FetLife to look for that. Now, when I take on a new sub, even when I take on a new partner, there is some degree of vetting that happens. Um, I mentioned vetting in a previous episode. And so vetting is just the process of screening somebody before uh, play or service. But I'm talking about sub. So this is screening somebody before service. So that might look like um, gathering some of their references. If you want to check out previous people that they've served before, it might include background checks. I've never felt the need to do a background check, so I, I haven't yet, but it's an option. Um, but I also like to use uh, an in-person meeting to kind of like interview the person and, and, and feel them out in person. I like to really go off of vibes And so um, I use my in-person meeting to do a bit of vetting there. It's super important to make sure that you are vetting people that you're playing with for your safety, for their safety, to ensure that you guys are going to be compatible, 
to make sure that you're not getting catfished and all that kind of stuff. So if I'm going to take on a sub, a virtual sub, my process tends to look a lot like this. So they'll reach out to me. I don't reach out to subs. They find me. So they'll reach out to me. Um, they will pay tribute, which is either sending me money or buying something off of my Amazon wish list. And then we will discuss at only after tribute it has been sent, we'll discuss rules, expectations, limits, desires. And after that, if we decide to go ahead and, and schedule a session and have a session or, or I decide to take them on as a sub or whatever, then we go about that. If I am taking on a sub for to be an, a real time sub to, to play with them in person, um, same similar process. They reach out to me, they pay tribute money or a gift um we briefly discussed some of their desires and what they're kind of looking for um and if that works then we do an in-person meeting this is where I can do my my bit of vetting there I can discuss my rules and my expectations and their limits and their desires and all of that stuff and then for me personally at that meeting I request I'd let them know, you know, if you want to continue, if, if I decide that I want to take them on, I'll let them know if you want to continue this or, you know, schedule a session, send me a picture of your license. You can cover up your address, but I need to see your face and I need to see your name. Um, that is something that I do for my own safety. And so, yes, I get, I get pictures of licenses. I don't need your address. I don't give a fuck where you live. I just, I need to know that. I need to know who the fuck is going to be in my space. I'm going to be in, in, in likely enclosed quarters with this person. I need to know who's going to be in my space. So that's why I do that. And then, you know, depending on who you are, you might have your session at home. You might have it at a hotel. You might have it in a dungeon. It might be some public humiliation all depends on what what you guys got going on but that's ten that tends to be how my vetting process looks okay now now we get to the juicy stuff and the fun stuff who is mistress majesty and how did she come to be okay i gotta roll up my sleeves for this one even though y'all can't see it i hope y'all can hear me rolling up my sleeves <laughs> so mistress majesty Mistress Majesty is a persona, okay? I am not Mistress Majesty 100% of the time. I'm not even Majesty 100% of the time because that's not my name. <laughs> um, but to my subs, I am Mistress Majesty 100% of the time that I am interacting with them. It, it, it's a persona. So my persona, if I had to build a profile for Mistress Majesty... Um, she is both a professional and a lifestyle dom because I do have subs uh, for pay and I also have partners that I play with. I don't have any partners that are permanently submissive, but I do have partners that I switch with. So I would say that I'm both professional and lifestyle dom. Her profile, she's a bit bratty. She's strict. She's sadistic. She is a goddess. She loves worship, let me tell you. And that's something that is very, very new because uh, for a long time, I hated being called goddess. It felt too uh, sacred or I don't want to say religious, kind of holy. I don't know, something about the, the god, goddess thing. It just, it didn't, it didn't sit well with me. But then I realized that I am a fucking goddess and I am deserving of worship. And so... Long story short, now call me goddess if you like. I don't mind. 
but don't call me anything else. You call me mistress, mistress majesty, or goddess. At this very moment, I only have two Reels Time subs. One is my pain slut and one is my puppy. I'm looking at my outline right now and I had a virtual sub, but I actually just had to let him go because he is broke <laughs> and he don't got money for me no more. So he cannot serve me anymore. And, and it's really as simple as that with him. Um, I require that my subs contribute to my life in some way. So if you are not paying me, then you are performing services for me. You are washing dishes. You are cleaning my apartment. You are grocery shopping. You are cooking. You are massaging me. You are running errands. I don't know if I said that already. Um, you are uh, maybe buying me gifts. You might be for content so that I can have stuff to post on um, you know, the social meds and whatnot. But you need to do something for me. If it is going to just be a relationship where I'm giving and doing and exerting because I put a lot of time into my sessions with my subs. If, if I'm just giving and giving and giving and you are just receiving, receiving, receiving and I'm being depleted, what the hell am I getting out of it? Just beating your ass? I'm good on that. So I require that my subs um, contribute to my life somehow. And so since Joe could no longer contribute to my life, Joe had to go. Um, and when he gets some money, then he know where to find me on Cash App. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm hilarious. So um, someone asked me on Instagram, how long did it take for me to become comfortable being a dominatrix? And I told her, I was like, that's a loaded question, but I'm gonna answer it as best as I can. So as I mentioned previously, I started off doing virtual domination. It wasn't until this past summer that I actually started taking on subs real time in person. When I first got into virtual domination, I was just nervous. Every interaction with a new sub, like I would post on FetLife, people would start hitting me up. I would start talking to these people and I would be so nervous every interaction. I was like, what's the right thing to say? What's the right thing to do? I feel like they're testing me. How do I check them? Like I was really nervous. And so it didn't go well for like the first, I would say like month or two. It, it, it wasn't going very well at all. Um, but then, you know, I realized that I needed to stop trying to model myself after other doms and, and find my own style. I don't want to be like everybody else. I want, I want my sessions to be different. I want my, I want my craft to be different from somebody else because that's, what's going to set me apart from, from other doms. So after I stopped trying to model myself after other people and realizing that I make the rules and I make my own rules, that's when things actually started taking off because I became a lot more confident. So, I mean, it took me virtual domination. It took me, you know, maybe a month or two to, to get a little bit comfortable. It took me a, a, over a year to get into real-time domination because I was nervous about having people um, in my space or being in closed quarters, cl closed quarters with people. Um, I was mostly worried about my safety. And so that's why it took me a little bit longer to get into real-time domination. But after talking to one of my girlfriends, actually two of my girlfriends who are dames, I realized that I could do it. I was I was dealing with imposter imposter syndrome and that was why I hadn't taken on subs real time that and and the safety thing. I just didn't I felt like I didn't know enough. I hadn't done enough. But then I realized that I 
do know enough. I have done enough. There is a bit of learning as you go because you don't know what you don't know. Um, so there is definitely some bit of learning as you go. Um, and I started taking every interaction and every meeting with subs as an opportunity to learn and to, to develop. And that's when I started getting more comfortable actually taking on my subs real time. So again, with both, it started off me being uh, a bit skeptical, a little nervous, because it was new, it was new. And I felt like there was a, a handbook that you had to follow. But then I realized like, no, I make my own rules. I create my own handbook. And that's when things really took off for me. After I posted my first um, ad on FetLife seeking real-time subs, within a week I had met a sub. It didn't work out with him. I had met a handful of subs. But by two or three weeks after I posted that, I had um, actually scheduled my first session with a sub. So it kind of happened really quickly. I know some people are probably wondering, like, why do you do this? Like, what are you getting out of this? What do you enjoy about it? several things number one and most obvious right and this isn't in any particular order I'm just saying this is the most obvious right I like receiving money from men simply because I deserve it and it is fun there is a thrill about receiving money from men I don't know why I don't know where it came from but I like it and it's not even that I need the money you know this is not for my profession I have a nine to five job but receiving money from men because I'm beautiful and because they feel like they're a worthless piece of shit and they are not entitled to their money and I am deserving of their money, that's fun and it feels good and I'm never going to say no to that. <laughs> Something else that I enjoy, a little bit about me, I am a bit of a control freak. I definitely love to be in control. I love telling people what to do and I love when people do things for me. So this felt comfortable and it felt right. I enjoy interacting with people in this way because, again, I want to perfect my craft. And the more that I get to interact with people in this way, the better I can get at it, obviously. I enjoy seeing my boys in subspace. That is definitely enjoyable for me because, I mean, they, they come here and they have these sessions because they want to feel something or they want to reach a certain state. And if I can put them in that trans and, and put them in that space and in that state, then I know that I did a good job and that makes me feel good. I, I, I tell doms all the time, people hit me up and I'll let them know all the time. They ask me like, what do I do? How do I blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, y'all have to realize that you make your own rules. People ask me like, do you have sex with your subs? First of all, I don't have sex with white men. Number one. Number two, no, I don't have sex with my subs and because I don't want to. That is actually one of my rules. I make my own rules and one of my rules is that I'm never going to have sex with you. That's not really one of my rules. That's one of my limits. Um, but I'm, I'm never going to have sex with you ever, 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 ever. Okay. I've let one of them eat my pussy before and it wasn't even good. And I was just like, eh, you know, I won't do this again. But no, that's just not something that's not something that I do. Um, but I, I can make my own rules and that's, what's great about this. I'm in control. Ultimately the sub is in control, but if, if a sub, if we're discussing limits and desires and expectations and they want something that I am not willing to offer, I can always opt to say like, I, we're not a good fit. This isn't going to work out. And that can be that. I don't have to play with everybody that comes my way. I can, I can, um, you know, I can pick and choose. So if they, if they want things that I can't offer or they don't want to do things that I want to do, then I can say no. 
and, and and they can say no and we don't have to we don't have to go into this relationship but i'm saying that to say you make your own rules so some of my rules are number one you call me mistress mistress majesty or goddess as i mentioned that is that is a, a hard rule of mine don't call me out of those things or we will have serious problems rule number two is be on time i cannot stand tardiness if i got dressed to show up to this whatever whatever or i planned a session my sessions are planned out ahead of time my stuff is laid out like i I really put time into my session so if i spent my time to do this for you and you can't even show up on time no that's ultimate disrespect and, and like, again, like Mistress Majesty is a persona. So the clothes that I just wear in the house is not the stuff that I'm going to show up when I'm meeting a sub. I need to put on the persona. I'm going to wear something a little sexier. I'm going to wear something, you know, usually honestly black or red because those colors are very, um, they have a very distinct boldness to them. I might wear something that's, you know, faux uh, latex or something like that just so it has that shininess to it because it, it, it fits the persona and my third rule is do as I say as simple as that I'm never going to tell anybody to do something that is outside of their limits I might push limits a little bit I might teeter-totter on the edge a little bit but I'm never going to tell anybody to do something that is completely like against their limits So you do as I tell you to do because, and I've used this line quite a few times, but if I wanted somebody that wasn't going to do what I told them to do, I would just have a regular boyfriend, but no, I have you. (laughs) I've used that um, with my subs a couple times, but that's, that's me being a hundred percent honest. If I wanted somebody that, that was going to have agency over what they do in this space, then, you know, I wouldn't be doing this. I want people that are going to do what I tell them to do when I tell them to do it, how I tell them to do it. So that's, those are my three rules and they're pretty, they're pretty easy. Um, I am a dom that is, first of all, I'm new. I haven't tried everything. Um, but I'm willing to give just about anything a try at least one time. You know, when it's something that I want to try, I'm going to do some research on it. Um, I'm going to ask some of my Dame girlfriends, you know, if they've tried it, what do they suggest, whatever. I'm going to watch some videos. I watch a lot of porn to see, literally for research purposes, I'm not even kidding. Like for research purposes, I watch porn sometimes because I need to, I need to see how things are done. I need to see, you know, what is needed. Uh, Then I'll read articles and stuff that I can actually, um, you know, learn how to do something safely and, and sterile. If it's something that needs to be, you know, a sterile activity, I really get into it and I'm willing to try just about anything, just about anything once. Um, some things that I haven't tried that are definitely on my, uh, my Dame bucket list or on Mistress Majesty's bucket list are water sports. I want to pee on somebody. (laughs) I really want to pee on somebody. I just, I've, I've wanted to get into it for a little while and I just haven't had the opportunity and I thought I would by the end of 2020, but here we are and it hasn't happened. <laughs> um, another one is needle play. Someone asked me to do some needle play on him and that's one of those activities that was on my like soft limits for a while because like, 
you know, I'm piercing the skin. Like, I feel like, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a, what is it, a phlebotomist? I don't know how to inject people and whatnot. So, like, I just, I didn't know, I didn't know the right way to do it, and I was very nervous. But it's something that I definitely want to learn how to do and, and have a sub that is into. I actually met a sub at a party this summer, and he was into needle play. And when I told him that, you know, that wasn't something that I had done before, you know, I want to do some research before I get into that or whatever, he was like, I really like that you've never done it before because you'll be, um, what did he say? He was like, you'll be harder on me. That's not how he said it. He said, you will be, if you don't know what you're doing, it's going to hurt more, and that's what I want. And I was like, what the fuck? Every once in a while, I hear something that like shocks me. And so that was one that shocks me. You want me to be sticking needles through your fucking dick. And I don't even know what I'm doing. But, you know, he was, he, he, he had a micro penis, which is actually on my other, my the third thing on my bucket list is I want to sub with a micro penis because I want to laugh at it and I want to do really painful things to it, like stick needles through it. But he had a micro penis, and it was, like, literally so small, like a button, like a doorbell. Like, he got hard, and I don't think that it reached an inch. Like, I literally don't think that it could go inside of a vagina. I just, I don't think it could. It was so small. And so he said that anatomically he was created. What did he say? He couldn't please a woman, so anatomically he was created to, um, to, to experience pain or something like that. I can't remember exactly how he said it, but like his dick was so small. It was so small. Like if you haven't, if you've never seen a micro penis, look it up right now. Pause this episode, look up a micro penis right now and then press play. Anyway, super duper tiny dick. And so he derived pleasure from pain because he didn't, experience he didn't have the he literally couldn't experience certain pleasures that people experience so this is this is what he had and you know I'm I'm game I'm game (laughs) you like it I love it I love it so back on track a little bit um as a dame I offer lots of different things um the list goes on but here are a few humiliation I love humiliating people. It's exciting. CBT, which is cock and ball torture. Um, So that might be punching, stepping, kicking, beating, doing things to cocks and balls. (laughs) Blackmail. If you like blackmail, you again, you like it. I love it. Sissification. So I do sometimes dress. I have one of my boys that I dress in in women's clothing and I treat him like a little girl. Um, I've never done the wig and the lipstick and all of that stuff, but I definitely make him wear um, women's clothing and women's lingerie and call him a slut. Pet play. One of my boys is my puppy. He wears his puppy mask. We do some collar and leash training and all that kind of stuff, making him eat and drink out of um, bowls and, um, just walking him around on, um, collar and leash. Sometimes it's fun. Orgasm control, which I explained in a previous episode. Chastity. I love chastity. Locking, locking up the little dicks, the little worthless dicks, um, and, and letting them know when they can come out or when they can touch or when they can play or when I want to see a picture of it or whatever. Um, degradation. I love degrading people is fun. Making them feel like worthless pieces of shit. 
and then they pay me for it. It's just, I don't know. It's so good. It's so good. Domestic domination. My boys, all of my boys do some bit of domestic service for me. Financial domination, which I would like to say that a pro dom and a financial dom are two completely different things. Um, a pro dom, like I said earlier, her subs are her clients, but a financial dominatrix dominates someone by um, controlling how their finances are allocated or spent or whatever. Um, so there are two different things. Uh, a pro dom is paid for um, her, her domination for her, that service and a financial dominatrix financially control somebody and and you know how much they might be able to spend on food or or how much they need to go take out the atm right now and give it to you or like whatever just wanted to clarify that um i offer bondage i offer anal play um i offer pegging obviously um i offer some ds training which is um dominant submissive training and um bits of protocol I offer body worship, so feet and ass mostly. Um, I offer some face sitting because queening is always a good time. Breath play, um, sensual domination, which is not something that I do with my with my boys. That's not something that I do with my with my subs. Sensual domination is something that I'll do with my partners, but it's just I, I I'm not sensual sensual with my boys. I, I feel like it. That's not the persona that I've built. Um, and, and quite honestly, I don't want to be sensual with, with them. So I don't. Um, but I'm allowed to have that limit. Um, sensory deprivation. So blind, mostly blindfolds. Um, I haven't gotten into the other forms of sensory deprivation, but mostly blindfolds. I, I do like some blindfolds. Impact. Love, love, love impact. I have a, a little collection of tools and toys that I enjoy playing with. And the fun thing about playing with my subs is that, um, and they're, they're white, um, at least white skinned. Um, the fun thing about playing with them is that with certain tools, I can watch the, their bodies well, and it's exciting to watch. So I, I, I love impact. And the more I do it, the more I get into it. Um, I offer a forced buy. So making my boys do gay things. <laughs> I do that. Um, I offer trampling, stepping on people with my feet, stepping on people with shoes, their legs, their chest, their arms, their face, their dick and balls and all that stuff. And now I can finally add sounding, urethral sounding to my repertoire, which is sticking these steel rods into their dick holes, in their urethra. I've done it for the first time a few weeks ago. I've gotten to do it a handful of times and sounding is something that I'm gonna be doing a lot more of it was a lot more enjoyable for well one of the boys didn't like it one of the boys liked it um but it was a lot more enjoyable for me than I initially thought it was I thought I was just gonna enjoy inflicting pain on him but he loved it and he was like moaning and his dick was hard and it was crazy um so yes I'll definitely be doing some sounding look it up I would love to post it on Instagram but they don't let me do that anyway but I digress <laughs> um so before I go, I just wanted to offer some of my favorite moments. So one of my favorite moments as Mistress Majesty 
was when I did my first and only cash meet. So a cash meet is when you um, arrange a meeting with someone and they give you money and then you leave. Literally just as simple as that. Let me break it down. This man reached out to me on FetLife. You are beautiful. I would love to surrender my money to you. We arranged a place. It was a, a parking lot in front of a Domino's um, that was fairly local. He showed up. He showed up 13 minutes late, first of all. Um, the only reason I didn't leave was because I was so excited about this cash meet. I had never done one before, and I was really excited. So he showed up 13 minutes late. So when he arrived, I was like, oh, you're late, 13 minutes. Now you're going to kiss my feet 13 times. So he got on his knees in this parking lot at the Domino's and kissed my feet 13 times and I made him count them out nice and loud and when he got up I put my hand out like one of the gross sisters from the uh proud family he put a hundred dollar bill in my hand I snatched it out his hand and I was like now go and he was like mistress you're so beautiful and I was like go go and he got in his car and we drove away and it was great it was it was awesome I definitely cash me are something that I definitely want to do more of um because it was easy money it was fun uh, you know I like to be sadistic and I like to humiliate these boys and so that was like a really that was a really a thrill for me and then one of my least favorite moments is mistress majesty I discuss my limits with my boys right so I know what I can and can't do with them to some degree but recently I had a session with a sub and I put on some Christmas music. It's Christmas time. Put on some Christmas music. And I made him dance. I made him put on a show. He had to sing and dance for me. And he just started like shaking and crying. And at first I didn't, you know, he was kind of like, I couldn't tell what was going on. I, I felt like he couldn't, he just couldn't remember the words. It was kind of like a, I don't know, a weird situation. And then I realized that, like, no, he was having he was having a, a whole ass moment. Um, so I like paused the music and I was like, "Do you like need a minute?" And he was like, "Yeah." So he went in the bathroom and cleaned up and wiped his tears away and came back. Um, and then explained to me that he had some he had some trauma around um, dancing or something, and so that's not something that he would be able to do. And I, you know, and I'm fine with that, but I felt bad because I felt like I had, you know, violated one of his limits that I didn't even know existed. I never want to do that. Understand that everything that I do with my subs, as fucked up as it might seem to some people, is what they want from me. This is why they show up every week is because they want this. They want to be treated like this. They want to be talked to like this. They want to be humiliated in these ways. They want to be degraded in these ways. They want to eat burnt food out of a, a dog bowl like this is this is what they this is what they want this is they come here every week for this specifically they buy me gifts they give me money like the microphone that i am recording on right now is different from the microphone that i had recorded the previous episodes on because a sub bought this for me he knows that i was starting a podcast he bought me a microphone how freaking sweet is that i know i freaking know anyway but yeah like i just I never want to 
cross anybody's line. I never want to like hurt anybody or have, you know, create a bad experience or completely turn people off from this lifestyle by something that I did. So that was really a hard, that was a hard moment for me. Um, and I, I still struggle with it cause I was still very recently. I still struggle with it a little bit, but that was, that was definitely a low point for me as mistress majesty. So, um, I'm going to close out this episode. I know I loaded a lot in here, um, but I hope that y'all enjoyed it. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on the Instagrams. Um, and tune in for another episode coming at you very soon. Thank you. And I'm peacing out.